ladies and gentlemen, the other half of our hosting duo. They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I am the Duke of Derbs, also known as Garrett. Hello, yo. hello, Mr. Garrett. Yo, 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 <laughs> What's going on? Um, fucking nation is what's going on. Hook nation, baby. Yeah. All right. Um, but first, before we move on to the stuff that is going on this week, and we'll get right there in a second, because I believe it is actually your turn to go first this week as well. Um, but anyway... We'll pick that in a second. We have a little bit of housekeeping, and I'm sweeping the floor. Let's sweep the floor up. So first thing first, uh, make sure whatever podcast platform that you are listening to us on that you either follow, subscribe, whichever that would be, because you might be on Google Podcasts, you might be on Spotify, and you might be on iTunes slash uh, um, uh, whatever it's called. But anyway, um, but yeah. <laughs> All like the local Apple podcasts take from it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't think of Apple Podcasts for a second there. You can also uh, find us both on Twitter. You can find me at Bane Duke, B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E, and you can find Charlie at Oh Charlie with an X instead of an A A A. Beautiful. So, um, it's not three A's by the way. It's just an A. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I figured I should clarify that. But anyway. Um, and, uh, one last thing, you can also check out the Vasoki Entertainment YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Vasoki Entertainment. I believe it is spelled V-I-S-O-K-I-I, correct? Correct. All right. Nailed it. All right. Anyway. Um, and then you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Duke of Derps. But anyway, um, yeah, the, a lot of fun wrestling stuff this week, Charlie. Um, our boy Hook made his debut. Would you like to talk about that? Because yes, it's time yes. for our favorites. Yeah, we will hook. Hook Nation has happened. Uh, and according to like just Twitter and everyone in general, it's 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 getting such a great response. And I can't help but feel like the greatest like, debut of all time is what I've seen a few times, which is not probably true. But it's I don't know. It's really awesome. Like, but it, it had some hype to live up to. And that's because of like the self kind of, you know, the fans just kind of projecting a little bit what the fans could be the fans like kayfabed themselves into thinking hook was the greatest thing ever and i love it because he is yeah it, it, it made it fun and at the end of this episode guys we will give some winner is coming predictions we'll also talk a little news here shortly about you know final battle and maybe some aw implications that'll have but yeah like garrett said here we're going to start off with our favorites and it is my week to go first and as we pretty much know we're going to talk about the hook debut and gonna cover this as a favorite and it's my favorite this week because it did live up to that it did live up to this this potential that we were kept throwing around and my biggest takeaway was how smooth hook looked i mean he looked unbelievably smooth in the ring and a quick shout out to fuego man fuego looked like a pro in there too if this is oh, fuego's yeah. role in the company is to kind of almost be a Dolph Ziggler if you will where they'll kind of use him here for new guys use him here you know, because eventually he'll just kind of be an established babyface. And Hook, now we every week on Dark, Fuego always gets cheered. Hook had the entire yes. crowd booing everything Fuego did out of the <laughs> I mean, Taz uh, putting him over on commentary. That's got to feel. That's got to be. Let, let me just say, good they needed Taz. Taz on commentary for this debut, and it was great that he was there. Like they needed it. it, was, to be, it didn't need to be Rampage, but Taz needed to be on the commentary team when this when this guy debuted. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, he has. He's been putting him over on commentary for like a year or something. Like it's crazy. Like I thought, Hook's punches 
looked great. They looked like they were actually punching him. Um, and of course, he had to finish him with the Taz mission. Oh, he had to finish him with the Taz mission. Fuego tapped out instantly. This match was quick, but it was to the point where we got our first taste of Hook. And now I guarantee you the next time Hook has a match, he's going to be even more over than he was today. Like, good for Hook. Good for AEW. This is this is a big – this is kind of Everything what you think. Everything he did just looked so good. It did. And, and this kind of – it can kind of fall in line with a lot of these AEW, like, dark guys that we've been kind of calling them. Just, uh, you know, it's almost like these young guys that we've never seen anywhere outside of AEW unless you, like, are really into indie wrestling. And we, we talk about guys like Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, Dante Martin, Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> now I think you can add Hook to that list. Like these are AEW guys. You know, Yuta's had his struggles, but that's just their booking of him. Wheeler Yuta's a fucking beast. Uh, anyway, scared. I, yeah, you get, that's the weird thing about Wheeler Yuta. You know he can go because he does on Rampage every yeah, now man. and then. And then like they just have him wrestle like nothing on, on New Japan strong. Like he's great, man. People love Wheeler Yuta and Dark Wheeler Yuta is very different than <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. So Garrett, and we you kinda of talked about it a little bit, but yeah, Hooks Hooks match for Schwego, man. Yeah. Um oh yeah, absolutely. It's I was saying, like, I think I think he did look super clean. I really liked his signature and finishing moves. I think it's perfect for what he's doing. I absolutely loved his entrance music too. Everything about this debut was just perfect. Shout out Action know. Bronson. Holy yeah. shit. Exactly. Good, good, good for you know. Part of me wants to just think like Tony just doesn't mind sh- shelling out these money for these badass fucking themes, and I love it. Well, I mean, like I, I've said this before, you know, like he's got unlimited money for, realistically for a while, you know, until until he actually has to be responsible for whatever, you know, when there's an actual like full on war going on, you know, um, and he actually has to try and beat the other, you know, the other guy and worry about money and talent and stuff like that. But yeah, um, Every, yeah, yeah. Because, like, right now he can just keep signing people infinitely until he runs out of literally the ability to sign people because <laughs> he doesn't have any more money, you know, like, but he just and, eventually and you have to start letting coming, We'll talk about go. some predictions of people they might sign or that might show yeah. up. Um, yeah, possibly. I actually am starting to think that's less likely to happen now um, just because of how many people have signed recently, but um, we'll get to that. But I mean, Including um, Hook this week is I'll still, week. I'll still throw some out there, but I just, I don't, you know, I don't... Um, I don't know. It seems it seems like I don't know. But anyway, um, back to Hook. Hook is just I think I we you know we've been obviously you know Hook fans just watching him in the background of Team Taz. This is the whole reason why we have added like this passing interest in Team Taz. I mean, Ricky Starks is great. Obviously, Dante Martin was in there for a little bit, and also Powerhouse you know, been looking in, great in the oh, yeah, Powerhouse. House. We like everybody in Team Taz, but Team Taz as a unit, we're just not sure about yet. I think is, would you agree on that? Like. Because we just want to I see what say, they do. I would say that there's something there. We just don't know if they've... And they just don't use them in that way. They're not like... Th- this is the first time they've feuded with another group, you know, like, that I remember seeing since I've been watching. So, like, I'm sure that's happened before, but, like, this is the first, like, in a while. They're back in the spotlight, so hopefully they continue to be. But, you know, sometimes you yeah, get Since we started done. this podcast. I mean, that's the best way to look at it when we date stuff, so... Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, but anyway, um, that being said... Um, who would you want to see Hook face next, Charlie? You know, I would say one of the names I kind of just listed. Uh, Lee Moriarty would be awesome. Um, we've been seeing Matt Seidel you know, face a lot of people that are be good. maybe uh, either getting back to the ring or new-ish. Um, Leo Rush. That would be interesting. I mean, I would like to see that. Fuck it. Really Dante Martin. Throw him right at him, dude. He just turned well, on Taz. 
So, okay, so if that's the way you go to do that, do you have Dante then lose to MJF? Because that's, that's I don't we'll get see into, him. Because I, I, or because you know, because if he t- wins the diamond ring, it's kind of a heel turn. I mean, like, because he's got to use that as a weapon. I mean, presumably, right? So, I mean, that's yeah, what MJF yeah. does. It's MJF's gimmick, almost in a way. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, he's, yeah, absolutely. Which so. almost makes you think he has to lose, which is like a little awkward, you know. But whatever. If, I, a whole if thing. I had, if I had to pick someone right now, my guess is Lee Moriarty. You? I would think. Um, I think it'd be really fun to put him in against somebody like Anthony Green, who has like a like almost similar sort of unorthodox style, you know? Like, okay. Um, that like Anthony's a great one. Just because I feel like he's capable of not having to, like, we've seen that Anthony Green has been holding back for a while. Like, he's capable of doing more, but obviously they were wanting him to just, you know, lose some matches, a couple of matches to some some people, some higher profile people, you know. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, Leo Rush sounds really good to me. I feel like that'd be a really fun match. I don't know if they're going to have that at be his. I think they'll get there. I think it's going to be like how they book Hobbs and Wardlow, where, like, because he's just came in and just destroyed like he's gonna just beat people for a little while you know and not really have super competitive matches I but think they're um, gonna be, i think they're gonna do something a little different with him and just kind of i would agree it would be awesome if they just threw him in and just had him start having great matches with everybody it'd be awesome but i don't think it's gonna happen it's not yeah, really I think they're gonna maybe wrestle with him maybe once every other couple of weeks you know what hook's gonna hook is gonna be wrestling on dark that's where they're going to do this. I hope so. I hope they're, he wrestles. They're going to let Hook wrestle a lot of these dark. like guys that don't mind, you know, taking some L's on dark. That way, yeah. It, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. What was uh, what was your favorite this week? <laughs> so uh, we had CM Punk burying the entire city of Long Island. Um, <laughs> Barry Trots, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I so CM Punk. I think is the kind of guy that doesn't like to be shown up on the mic at all. Like in any way, like even if somebody just had a better promo than him earlier on the show, he's like, takes it personally, you know, like, um, so he like ramps up whatever he's saying. I feel like he walked into this crowd knowing he was going to get booed because this is MJF's hometown, you know? Um, and he just leaned into it. And I think that's what you do in a feud. I feel like people get so caught up, and that this is a heel turn, this is a face turn, because it's like a technical term, they feel like. And this is a problem that a lot of wrestling fans have. Like, a lot of the backstage wrestling jargon that you hear people use, it's not like a... I guess it is a technical term for them. But for me and you, it just describes what we're talking about. It's not like we can speak on it in the same way. Like, so, for example, this is not a heel turn. This is just CM Punk. You could say he's got his edge back, maybe, because he kind of tried to imply that himself in a couple of, like... um, things he did in the promo but i mean like i don't think this is cm punk turning heel on anybody but i just i don't know there were so many great lines in it um it's it's what's what's crazy about cm punk is what he does really well that nobody else does is he keeps it like a consistent like it's not that he's necessarily telling a story but whatever he's talking about in the promo he's gonna keep that as like he's got themes to his promos you know that he keeps too this whole thing was about almost judging Long Island for picking this as their guy, you know? And it, I thought was that was a, a really yeah. cool center point to have as the promo to be like, really? I feel bad for you. And that's the line that he ended it on, you know? Is that he, he kept throwing it out because so, you keep thinking, he's going, I feel bad for you because this is your guy. But he keeps saying it. And he keeps listing off these bad things and these bad, these bad things, blah, 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 blah. And... Um, he really went after the Islanders hard. <laughs> Which, uh, we're it hockey almost, fans. 
So that was pretty yeah. funny, but go ahead. I was going to say at, at one point I was kind of thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, he's still doing it. Like he's still tearing into him like this. God, Jesus punk. Yeah. Uh, the Islanders, I mean, he's not wrong about the Islanders not winning anything, but it's, it's just, you, why would you say that? But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, damn, it was just a brutal promo. He just, like I said, he buried the entire city of Long Island. What did you think of this, Charlie? I I'm with you. I thought it was a great start to dynamite. Um, I, I think this oh, was, and I didn't even talk about, it. he came out to MJF's music. Yeah, dude, that was, that was really well done. Um, he, that's all they got, you know, little, he had a bunch of lines that were really good. And I like how AEW does not mind, you know, MJF's the biggest heel in the company. Mm-hmm. AEW doesn't mind having him be the babyface in Long Island, and they let him be the babyface. They don't try and gimmick it. They don't try and. And uh, Tony Khan had been talking about this leading up into the show. They were trying to make it. The, the, people definitely knew what the reaction they wanted was. So I don't know if I was exactly. Going that far, they, they knew he was but... going to be a babyface, and they didn't try and pull some. Well, this is a one night only whack fest mania, and Punk leaned into it. Punk didn't. These people were booing the shit out of Punk. It's like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. Britt Baker is the biggest woman, you know, the biggest woman heel they have. I don't know. It's not a word, but when they go to Pittsburgh, Britt's the biggest baby face. <laughs> so, like, it's little things. I, I love that they're not afraid to do that. It it makes it feel more just – it's a verisimilitude to that. You know, it makes it feel more real. And I think the the line at the end was the best. And he's – if they're back in MGF, well, they're chicken shit. <laughs> I'm with you. I thought it was a great way to start. I, I felt like at some points I kind of I kind of hinted at it a little bit. I felt like it went a little long. Yeah, but compared I to mean, their promo war, you know, when they first started this thing, but that was that was it, man. I I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is though, like it may have gone long, but I don't think. Um, I think like CM Punk's always going to be saying something that I want to hear. So for me, it does. It, it even when it goes long, I'm like, okay, like what's he going to say next? You know, like yeah, yeah. It keeps definitely. me. It keeps me interested. Um, I will say that um, it is a little weird the timing of all this because like CM Punk has to be feuding with MJF while he's also in the Dynamite Diamond thing, which is going to obviously launch him into something with somebody. So it's like weird, you know, like. That is the only thing I would say that's a little bit odd about the timing of all this is that. I'll be honest. I don't know if we needed the dynamite diamond thing right now. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. that kind of, is that like kind of break it all down just at its core right here? Like, did I we believe they did say on the show that last year at winter is coming. The dynamite diamond was also online. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just would have had different guys in the final then. And obviously, Tony Khan likes to try and keep things consistent. Like, he likes to literally make a rule where he can't take pay-per-views other places for some reason because it's a tradition, which I still don't understand. Like, dude, make money. Like, what? Hey, trying to build tradition. I mean, hey. Yeah, but if you build it in a tradition at a certain location, what if you could sell more seats? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they still haven't brought AEW out west yet. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll... When they, they say they, he keeps saying they keep planning to do that, but it's been 2021. And they've been doing shows all year, and yeah. Man, so uh, real quick, we'll talk about what. Well, there's a little news that's happened this week. A couple fun okay. things. Okay. Uh, real quick, Jay White is calling out Adam Cole. You into that? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, a big advantage. Yeah. I just, you yeah, know, I just don't uh, know if Adam Cole's wrestling outside of AEW right now. But if he is, he hey, doesn't seem to I'm be. Down. Yeah. 
He seems to be a kind of guy that only really wrestles for wherever he's wrestling for, but you know, AEW is a different situation. So, you know, who knows? WWE has had three uh, people leave their shows this week. Jeff Hardy was fired. We hope Jeff Hardy's all good, man. Apparently he's yeah, been home and I don't know. I and just, we've been following the Jeff Hardy story ever since we started covering wrestling. And it's just always, we always have the same thing to say, which is we hope the guy figures his stuff out and you know, AW signs him. You know? Outside of wrestling, like, he's got a life to live. So yeah, I hope he's he got to figure his, his life he can out. Enjoy that life. And yeah, I, I hope he, I hope one day Jeff is content with not wrestling ever again, because I think part of why he gets so stuck in these ways is that he's, I think it's part of like, I think it's killing his body, man. And he's got to, he's got to have some way to, to deal with it, you know? Um, Absolutely. And, and so, so uh, but uh, on the Jeff Hardy thing, I will say this. Um, this opens the door for him to come and do what Matt wants to do and retire in AEW together. So, hey, I, I'm done with that. I just, I, I would be shocked if it happens this. No, not not anytime soon. Time, I'm saying like, hey, I'm saying like when Jeff comes back to wrestling, if he does, if he doesn't choose. You know, to say retire. a year from today, Jeff shows up at the next winter is coming, and he's fucking yeah. looks great. He feels great. He's happy. Shows up as Willow. Ooh. Yeah, I mean that'd be awesome, man. And maybe winter is coming. Will be in fucking California. Hey, <laughs> all right. Uh, we had another two that were released that I'm pretty sure we will be seeing at least one of them soon, and that is Johnny Gargano. Uh, his contract ran out. Mm-hmm. So Johnny Gargano is good to show up anywhere. He's relaunched his Twitch. I still can't believe WWE won't let them do that. Weird. That's so dumb. Um, he's, and he's relaunched his merch store and with shirts that say Johnny Wrestling is back. You know, he's going to be a father soon. He's excited. Johnny's going to come to AEW, whether it's for a one-off like we see with Tony Nese, whether they bring him in like they did Bobby Fish. Comes whether in they, once just to fight Danielson. Yeah, whether they bring him in like they did Adam Cole and immediately inject him in. No, nah, no, he's got to come in. No, this is what he's got to do. He's got to come in. And there's three people I want him to wrestle at least. Okay. I want him to wrestle. Once Kenny is back, I want him to wrestle Kenny. Yep. Um, I want him to wrestle Danielson. And I want I him to wrestle CM Punk. Match. And I agree with all three of those. And if he doesn't at least do those three matches... Uh, we'll get Johnny Wrestling versus Brian Danielson. That will happen. That one at least is happening. Kenny is a long shot, I think, because I don't know size difference. But Kenny likes to wrestle smaller people, but it's also weird. Sometimes he actually breaks somebody's face, you know, with his knee. Um. <laughs> Johnny, you know, Johnny is someone, even though I haven't been following NXT, Johnny shows up on this Marvel podcast that I follow. Oh. And it's it's nice to see him on there. It makes me, I, I just love, Johnny's so passionate about this shit that it makes me happy. Kyle O'Reilly will sign with AEW, though. Shout out Johnny Gargano and uh, Cameron Hayward. Uh, You're awesome. Um, And then, yes, the third one whose contract ran out was Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly put over Von Wagner. Johnny Gargano put over Grayson Waller on their way out. Respect to them for trying to put over what NXT is trying to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope it's worth it for NXT in the the long run for losing everyone. But it won't be. (laughs) Yeah, right. But, um, yeah, um, I think we all but are certain Kyle's going to show up. It makes too much sense. Yeah. He's going to make so much money. Everyone involved to make money. Kyle's great. Mm. The fact that Kyle was just kind of a dude, even though, you know, Kyle I, okay. beat Adam Cole in the big feud and they never did anything with him after it. So my question is this, right? Adam Cole signed the one week deal, right? But then he showed up almost like immediately, right? So it's like, cause his contract a- ran out. Oh, but I thought he signed a one-week deal. Yeah, and Johnny did the same. But then that contract ran out. When your contract runs out, you're free to do whatever the day after. 
So, oh, so he could literally show up at Winter is Coming. Yes. Yeah, Kyle could have been on this week. And oh. so, yeah, that, that were unlike Jeff Hardy, say if they were interested in Jeff Hardy, I believe they have yeah, to Yeah, he has probably got, like, yeah, he's probably got that non-compete, just even so, if he's not wrestling. Yeah, like. yeah um, a couple things uh, we'll cover real quick, because I'm sure we'll talk about that more at the end when we're talking about Winter is Coming. We got uh, ROH Final Battle was tonight. Well, you guys are watching this on Sundays. ROH, ton- ROH Final Battle was last night. And, um, you know, it was this, it was the swan song of ROH. Everyone kind of knows where ROH is heading. And I'm sure we'll see more of that on AEW Dark this week when we tune into that because there will be some names there. And a couple things I want to cover from this. Braun Strowman. Uh, showed up with his group with EC3. So I'm I'm guessing they're going to take that on the indies more, maybe Impact. I, I don't know AEW. Still worth talking about because we've kind of, you know, Strowman, world champion. You know, Strowman's one of the biggest known wrestlers in the of the past, like, five years. So it's cool to see him back in the ring. Happy for him. Um, Jonathan Gresham was crowned the final ROH world champion. Awesome for him. He bleeds ROH. They gave him the original ROH world title. I'm sure that made him stoked. And the last thing I want to talk about is something we have been talking. Actually, real quick, Roxy retained her ROH Women's Championship. I pray to God AEW brings her in soon. Please, please, please. (laughs) And the last thing I want to talk about is something we discussed last week, and FTR was feuding with someone online a little bit. FTR showed up at Final Battle to confront the Briscoes. Yeah. So I'm guessing... The Briscoes will be on their way. Possibly. I mean, whether they do sense. that in the Indies, whether they do that in AAA, whether you know, who knows whether they'll do that. I can see AAA worldwide being. There's some. In them. There's some real ROH blood out there, man. That have is kind of. I mean, the incredible talent that's. that's you know where else I can see right the Briscoes? Now. You know, doing a lot of work. Where's that? If they're not already, uh, GCW. I can totally see them. Oh yeah. I Shout out uh, former 205 Live and NXT member of the Diamond Mind. Uh, Tyler Rust is back out there wrestling. We love seeing that. We love our 205 Live guys. We always cheer for them. Anthony Green, just another example. So we we always root for those guys because they were truly given the shit end of the stick, no matter which way you look at it. Yeah. But moving on, um, Garrett, let's, we'll, we'll talk about some Dark Elevation and Dark. And I got Dark Elevation this week. We'll fly right. through these results for you guys because we know it's important. Even if you don't watch Dark, it's important to know the results because they do care. I'm going to use the bathroom while you do that. I'd BRB. Perfect. So, and to start off with our AEW Dark Elevation, it was a good week. We had our classic commentary team. I love this commentary team. And starting off, we had Riho facing Angela Risk, who's been in AEW a couple times. Riho looks great here. You know, she has that Northern Lights suplex, but it was actually denied by uh, Angela Risk at one point, and then she hit it for the for the victory with her running Mitoroa mit- kicked. So Riho picks up the win. Great week for Riho, by the way. Just fucking killer week. Our second match, we had Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson versus the Wingmen. And it was Peter Avalon, J.D. Drake, and Cesar Bononi. As you guys know, I like this group. My favorite of the group is Ryan Nemeth, and he wasn't wrestling. But this was a good little match, man. Um... You know, Garrett is specifically been talking about how much he likes Brock and how much he likes Lee. Excuse me. And I think they look great here. Um, sticking with Dustin, 
Again, easy for him to do. In our third match, we had Brian Pillman Jr. with Julia Hart facing Serpentico. Serpentico, you know, you could probably toss up Serpentico being the next hook match. Let's be honest. That's a good chance of that happening. Please, no. And Pillman ended up picking up the victory nice and easy. Uh, big Again, as you're seeing with these, these people that we're naming so far, all of them go on to be wrestling in Dynamite or Rampage. So, yeah. nice so, week of consistency there. So this is, I had a few, I didn't have much on uh, on Elevation, but there's a few things. Okay. Um, fucking wingmen, just what the fuck, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why they don't let Nemeth, I like Ryan Nemeth. I was. I, was I like that them. group is interesting. Uh, yeah, Peter I, I really, especially, I really was like, damn, what a dude. But like, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was you know, it is what it is. Um, I still don't like Abaddon, sorry. Um, it's it's also I don't know. I just, it's not for me. But anyway, um, yeah. and, uh, what the, there was a really cool finish to the Jurassic Express match and uh, Rio matches. I don't remember what okay. the Jurassic Express one was. It was some combo move, I think, um, that I hadn't seen before. Um, and, uh, Rio's knee strike, I like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, exactly. So, and in our fourth match, we had a uh, we had a, a return. Anthony Agogo is back. Nice to see Anthony Agogo back with the factory facing zero in forty three Baron Black <laughs> and a couple other guys in an eight man tag. And the factory picked up the victory. Anthony Agogo was a fresh feel. It's nice seeing him back. You know, I'm sure he can recover from the whole Cody thing. So, they had an interesting. Uh, Little feud there, but Agogo ended up picking up the dubs. So fifth match we had the Bunny and Emi Sakura with Mei Suruga versus Abaddon and Ryo Mizunami. Yeah, still don't like her. Uh, what? 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 Okay, I Explain love me really Mizunami's why... facial reactions to Abaddon. Okay, I mean, that was great. I loved that stuff. But and everyone's reactions to it actually was great. Even <laughs> even they, their they partner was like, I don't know about it. it. They do a good job of putting it over. It's a freak. I know, but like. I don't know. Abaddon. Why do people like Abaddon, man? I don't. Can you please explain? She, she like, could go on the ring a little bit. So I think that that's she's fine. Character. But I just. I'm sure she but looks yeah, fine. Abaddon is going to pick up the victory. But um, most. I, I do think it was kind of funny. I was actually watching this with my dad because uh, I was at their house. And mm-hmm. he was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it was kind of funny. And uh, yeah, uh, Abaddon 25 and 3. Holy shit. Uh, sixth match, Jurassic Express facing the Tate Twins. I saw a lot of people on Twitter putting over the Tate Twins like, hey, those are some cool guys. You know, they, they follow them on the indies and whatnot. I'm not too familiar with them, but after this match, I'm like, hey, I can see why people are into them. They they sold really well. The moves that they did, they did well. Um, again, Luchasaurus looks like a million bucks, as always. That's our A million floor. young bucks? <laughs> we had our seventh match, the Acclaimed. <laughs> They were good this week. Fair have fair arrived. Sean oh, Dean and Carly Bravo. And Bravo oh, and shit. Dean, man, they actually look like a legit tag team for what it's worth. So Bowen's uh, hit the twisting side slam. Caster connects with the mic drop, and they picked up the victory. The Acclaimed are 32 and 11. I like their finish, man. It's so cool. I do, too. I'm big fans of the Acclaimed. I like the Acclaimed main eventing. It makes me happy. Oh, this is the other thing that I had to talk about. Because they're not on the actual show, but they're on Dark this week. Dude, whoever that was, was it on Dynamite or something like that last week or this week or something? 
Okay. Whoever that was that yelled out that crap in the crowd at Anthony Bowens, bro, go to hell. That's all I have to say. Hey, fair enough. I'm not. I'm not familiar, but it was. They. If, if it I'm was, assuming it was, what it is, it's yeah. yeah fuck them. Yeah, just <sighs> anyways. No uh, class. Take the people through dark this week. We had a good week of elevation. So that was dark. Dark, dark, and dark elevation had a lot of job skis on it this week. Um, it's okay. It, it happens, man. You got to get those guys work. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And we started out. Um, can you actually send me the thing? I'm sorry, I just didn't have it, and my friend, for some reason, my stuff's not loading. I don't know why. It's being weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, just run through sorry, your my documents. Quick. I'm having technical issues right now, everybody. I apologize, but um, I just I need to pull up so I don't make sure that I don't mess up any uh, participants here. So that I make sure I get you guys the correct information. Um, I do have notes, by the way, guys, I take, di- so this is the difference uh, how I take notes and how most people take notes. I take notes that are basically the jokes that I'm going to tell yeah. um, in relation to the stuff. So if you ever think of it, I'm clever, it's because my notes are all prepared, but, um, and they're not really jokes, just like the points that are, the funny things that pop into my head while I'm, uh, watching the show. And sometimes we had some good things on dark this week. We did. We did. We did. Um, thank you so much for that um anyway um yeah so there was a it was all stuff and it felt like this week dark and elevation both built toward the shows that were happening so which the last couple of weeks is just fucking those are my favorite weeks of dark yep because they both did um, check that box you're right so we had uh tiger style lee moriarty taking on mysterioso what a name um oh and one now but yeah what a name uh needs to change it i agree with whoever it was it was a taz that said that um but anyway um uh dude this was actually a a pretty fun match uh honestly like i actually enjoyed the hell out of it um i like liam i like lee moriarty's uh, like flatliner finisher deal um yeah the pin via pinfall the win via pinfall um Another fun match that was actually really competitive to follow this one up with Leo Rush taking on Ryo. I love seeing uh, Leo Rush on wrestling. I mean, I don't know who this guy is, but man, was he really cool. Um, but it was, a, what was it, the windmill kick? Oh, the final hour. So what is the, the final hour is like a... Uh, a frog splash, I guess, right? I believe so. I like that name for it. Um, Leo Rush picks up the win via the final hour. I like it. Um, the man of the hour, Leo Rush. How many gimmicks does this guy have, Charlie? He's the man of the hour. He's what else are they calling him now? Something else? I don't know. He's got a million. <laughs> this man has got a million gimmicks. It's fine. But uh, I like what Leo Rush is doing. I can't believe he can just go on dark and have a really competitive match. That's crazy. I didn't think they let you do that. Honestly, I'm, I'm not even joking. That's just the depth of the AEW roster right now. It was uh, some random guy, too. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Agogo. Oh, sorry. I skipped a match. Woo. Yes, it is a split-legged frog splash. There you go. I was trying to pull up. Oh, I forgot to write back. this match down. That's how annoyed I was by this match. Okay, so match number three this week, we had Brandy Rhodes take it on Angelica Risk. I don't know, man. I In the ring, Brandy just doesn't do it for me. She does everything fine. Yeah. Or at least better than I would, you know what I mean? Which is saying a lot because I feel like I've I feel like if you can if if, if if that's the test for me, like if I feel like I look it looks like BS that I could learn how to do, that's not like good wrestling to me. So she's at least past that level. She's a wrestler. 
I just don't know what it is, man. And it shows because she's had like what fifteen matches as a solo competitor, like. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Please don't put her against Brit. Oh my god. Oh no, Brandy's gonna win a title soon. Not oh, soon. she can win a title. Make She'll it win in like, twenty twenty two. I would like her to win the TBS title. I think that could actually because it's like Cody winning the TNT title. Like we don't need Cody to be AEW World Champion. You know what I mean? We don't need that. Um, Charlie. They must have just been booking this show for me this week because they gave me the match I've been asking for for like the last few weeks. In match <laughs> number four, we got Emmy Sakura versus, uh, with Mace Ruga, I should say, it's Ryo Anaki, Ryo Miyazanami. Um, I, love I, love, her, I love her expressions, man. So good. Um, dude, this match was awesome. There was like a knife hedge chop exchange in the middle of the ring. And like the reactions, just the ah, oh, you know, like these <laughs> like ladies so know good. how to make a five-minute match, and they fucking perfect it, and I love it. It's just so good, and I liked it. Uh, give me this five weeks in a row is what I put in my notes. Um, and then put it on TV, and I'm telling you, it will get over. I don't know why Tony Khan doesn't believe me. This will get over if you give them five minutes or ten minutes, even give them ten minutes on TV. They'll figure out something else out the. F- to finish that they got enough wrestling in there you know what i mean like amen and it's set up at the end it looks like there's going to be a um a in-ring debut for for mace Ruka maybe because it you know uh rio comes out to save um uh rio at the end um that's gonna be a pain in the ass to talk about match might not happen purely because of the commentary <laughs> nightmare that it's gonna be um but whatever you know uh, but yeah. if, if we get to see Rio and Riho versus Emi Sakura and Meisteruga, I'm in. Fuck it, I'm in. Um, now we get to the Anthony Ogogo match, uh, which was Anthony Ogogo taking on QT Marshall, or sorry, with QT. Sorry, taking on QT Marshall. That would be a hell. That would be a hell of a turn. No, if t- with QT Marshall taking on Baron Black, dude, Baron Black. I don't know, man. <laughs> Like you know, he does he, he does his job. <laughs> no, no, he's good, man. It, it sucks to be him, though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's their version of uh of the Kurt Hawkins losing streak, and it's just it sucks. Like he'll Is never Anthony be go go returning. I know where he's headed. Interesting. Okay, Anthony Agogo will face and defeat. Sammy Guevara at Battle for the Belts. I actually like that. That's his. That's that's his direction. Give Sammy two or three more really good matches in between that time too. Yep, because Ant- Anthony Ogogo was the kind down. of guy you need to toss the belt on after building up, and they're gonna yeah. let him, you know, do some shit on. Uh, I'm sure Dynamite and Rampage soon, but just a good old fashioned classic squash match. I like his Olympic Slam, man. It's good. The Governor um, Hammer. Yes, I like him. He's cool. Same. Agreed. There, there's something special with Ogogo. And match number uh, six this week was like one of my favorite things to watch on Dark the last few weeks, which has been Wardlow and Sean Spears teaming up. Because this is war. Anyway. um, We've been saying they've been prepping Wardlow, man. Now we know where it's going. Yep. Um, And, you know, it's just like it was a good match. I don't know. Whatever that means. You know, it's just power bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Power bombs and uh, Sean Spears tagging in. I love it. Um, all right. And number seven, we had a Fuego del Squash. Um, this match was interesting, man. The guy looked like Big Diesel. 
Yeah, I liked him. He was cool. I kind of hope they bring him back. I was like, damn, this Luke Sampson is is something. He's got something, man. His look is there. Like, I don't know, maybe bring him back in, change his gimmick up a little bit, see what he can do with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give him a couple more matches, whatever. You know what I mean? All right. And match number eight. Why do I have this listed as? Oh, sorry. Yeah. We had uh, I, I had stuff in my notes in a row because there was a promo right after this. But anyway, oh, Luke um, Samson is a train. He is training to be a wrestler at the Nightmare Factory. Okay, so he will be on TV. I'm eventually. sure we'll see him more yeah, than yeah. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. He's he definitely hundred followers on Twitter. And Luke, if you're listening to this, you now have 101, my friend. Copy. Maybe 102. Maybe I'll look into it later. But anyway, um, but anyway, so yeah, I named match number eight. We had Team Taz of Ricky Starks, Will Hobbs, and Dante Martin variety <laughs> with Hook at ringside. <laughs> I was so happy for this. Yes, taking on JT Dunn, Kakoa, and Amkar in a six-man tag match. This match was actually fun. Like, Oh, yeah. It was not very – I don't think it was particularly long, but it was like I just – everything in it was great, and it was just fun to watch uh, Will Hobbs just emas- de- ema- de- emasculate, whatever the word is I'm looking for there. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, the entire other team by just scaring them away. Um, one person got insta-one-shotted by, by Ricky Starks, I think, I, I want to say. Like – <laughs> like it was like a one shot. Like he got. By the way, barely... I love Taz on commentary saying, "What's he doing wearing orange and black against Team Taz?" <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh uh, yeah, I actually liked everyone's gear too. It was good. But anyway, um, yeah, it was, I don't know. It was just a you know, Team Taz like little little squash against the job skis. You know what I mean? But you, you do what you do. Um, but the more important thing that happened right after this was um, that Team Taz was cutting a promo, and uh, Leo Rush came out. And uh, basically, this is what kind of set up what was going to happen in the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale later on in the week. So uh, that was important, obviously. Um, Thunder Rosa got a squash in match number nine. And then Jade attacked her afterward. It's just the reverse of what happened last week on Dark. Um, Go ahead. I was going to say, real quick, we just had like one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. Yeah, Nunez, right? Yeah, Nunez got beat, and Juliana Pena is submitted. Now yeah, new women's champion. Wow! Holy shit! All right, sorry. That's pretty big. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I saw it earlier. I didn't want to bring it up because we're. I don't know. It, it guess it kind of makes sense oh, yeah, on the show. Because, but it's uh. But we anyway. talk about whatever the fuck we want. Thunder Rosa, um, the Peruvian necktie, huh? How about that for a finish? I like it. My, my so my sister had never seen Thunder Rosa before. This was her first experience with it. Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. was over with my sister. She hasn't seen wrestling in it like that much in a couple of years. So mm-hmm. that's cool. To, hey, if we're looking at different audiences, you know, hey, <laughs> Thunder Rosa's over with people that haven't seen her. And in the 10th and final match, um, we had Johnny Hungy, Johnny Hungy, take it on the solo bro Shout <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Solo, man. Man. Shout out Aaron Solo. He takes those losses, man. It's okay, though. We love you, Solo. Um, but Johnny Hungy needed the W this week. Um, heading into his match. Hey, this is what you gotta do. You gotta give... I wish they'd done what they did with everybody else, though. Like, they gave um, 10, like, two matches before he lost to... Uh, um, Daniel... John Moxley. Yeah, Mo- God... Oh, that was so brutal. And in, in hindsight, it sucks now because you just can't use him because he's not on TV and you can't even do that feud. But um, 
But anyway, because um, maybe like if Moxley loses that match, like maybe if Moxley goes on to win the thing and then loses that match, you know what I mean? Because it, it feels like in retrospect now he probably was going to possibly you know? win. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think, think so too. Because then you could do that match. He can lose. He's been champion already. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah, but instead, now it's good. It's fine. Things worked out, but it's just it's weird. It's funny to think back now. But um, again, yeah, overall decent week of. Uh, Dark and dark elevation. Yeah, Johnny Hungy got the windy pinfall. Yeah, there's spin doctor, baby. All right, so Such now, a good let's, move. now let's break into the technical aspects of West Side Story. No, all, all right. right, uh, we'll jump into Good. dynamite here. We covered the beginning of dynamite already with the CM Punk MJF promo war V2. Is that the is that the, the clickbait? Maybe <laughs> we jump into the dynamite ring battle royale. The only entrance is Mr. MJF. We was we seemed it seemed fairly obvious he would be one of the last two. I was just like getting some quick predictions on what people were thinking. My guess or hope really was Leo Rush and uh, Dante Martin and friend of the podcast Dart kept saying, nah, man, it's going to be MJF and Wardlow. Can we call that a 50, 50? I, I I'm taking it. We got half and half. Um, Jared, this was a fun match. I, I like the people being in it. So we won't jump run through the entire match. We'll just hit like the main things here. And Dante Martin, Swerved Team Taz? Yeah, I don't know. This is. It, I hope. I feel like we're getting a little bit too many roadblocks in the story now. So. Yeah. They had the great spot with Leo, and I got really excited. I'm like, all right, this is it. This is going to be the final two. We had Wardlow get eliminated by MJF. Mm-hmm. The other big spot I'll talk about is the two big piles of meat, Wardlow and Hobbs, were getting just massive pops. That's proof, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it, it that's a big match waiting to happen, right? Safe to say, quite literally. Literally. Um dude, actually I liked yeah, I liked the tease of Hobbs versus Wardlow cuz that's going to be a really fun match. Those guys um, that if they get the best match they've ever had out of each other, it could be, be so awesome, much for their dude. career. Oh my goodness, can you imagine Team yeah. Taz versus Pinnacle Feud and that's the centerpiece of it? I, I want Dante and Leo and Team Taz, but you know what? Maybe with Hook Wrestling now. Wait a minute. They're oh, like, what right. matches, wait, what matches do you do out of that? You can get MJF versus Ricky Starks. That needs to happen, by the way. That's a great feud. But yeah, the winners ended up being MJF and Dante Martin. So our guy, Dante Martin, we've been talking about. We are sad he wasn't on the last pay-per-view. And guess what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. Dante Martin. Hook versus has- Sean Spears, bro. Is that the next match? Yes. Oh, God. No. Uh, we had, so, <laughs> Dante Martin. We're going to set it up, man. We're going to do the wrestling. <laughs> he'll get a big spot at Winter is Coming. I'm very excited for that. Uh, CM Punk yeah. came out to save him, by the way. thought that was cool. That was interesting. Yeah, he's like, hey, get away from my Dante. <laughs> get away from my buddy. He's, he's got talent, buddy. <laughs> After that, we had our uh, our juggernaut of the tag division match. Um, yeah, so Jurassic Blondes versus the Acclaimed in 2.0. What a weird combo of teams, like. But I, I kind of dug it. I felt, like, I felt like, again, man, every time Pillman seems to be in one of these matches, all the attention always goes to him. Maybe that's, maybe, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but maybe that's just the attention he draws. At the I same think time. he just feels more comfortable in tag matches, honestly, is what it seems like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like so. he doesn't do. Sometimes I feel like he just doesn't do as much in the singles matches, and maybe that it sucks too. Because the only thing I really see him do is the MJF match, where obviously you're not going to have him do as much because he's intended to lose. You know, like 
But yeah, so maybe, know, like, maybe we're getting a tag uh, tournament setting up here soon. Maybe maybe that's yeah. the route they go lead into. Uh, I want them to just like well, if we if we're gonna have a tag tournament, I want to say like um, they gotta shit or get off the pot with this FTR Lucha Brothers thing, man. They they gotta <laughs> figure it out. It's been it's been a little bit now. We got Jurassic Express, Varsity Blondes, The Acclaim, 2.0. All these teams are ready. Yes. I don't know about 2.0, actually. No, they, 2. They, point, everyone's saying 2.0 is on that level, pretty much. 2.0 like, has got, been there they've got their own long, thing right they, now that they're they're doing pretty well with. So, at the same time. Uh, but Jurassic Express, Varsity Blondes do pick up the victory. Actually, I'm curious to see where they go with that, with the Santa. Yeah, because we'll get to it. But the stuff that happens right after this that they're put into, I actually am interested yeah. to see. But the match itself was all over the place to me. Like, it was good and bad. It was, it was it, good and bad. I was like, kind of like, all right. At a certain point, I was like, all right, when, when's Luchasaurus coming out? And then he finally gets his big tag, and that's, you know, of course. I will Luchasaurus. say this match, out of all the tag matches between Dark and everything, this match had the best build to a hot tag in it. Um, but it just, it didn't, I don't know. It just never, it got going, and then it stopped, and then I, it was just all over the place, like I said. But it was, uh, you know, it led yeah. to some interesting stuff. Jungle Boy ends up uh, tapping out uh, Max Caster. That, again, kind of gives us that indication that the Acclaimed are, you know, they were featured a little bit here and there. They had that title match against Lucha Bros. Now they're probably going to go on the back burner slash dark for a little bit and kind of do their own thing. Still, you mean? Like, they haven't left? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, yeah, exactly. And um, right after the match, 2.0 and Garcia go backstage and attack Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. So Eddie Kingston didn't get involved in the match at one point, I believe, for like briefly. Um, yeah, he ran, he ran down to the ramp and stopped Daniel Garcia from getting involved. Yeah, um, which I was that was good because um, I mean I, I wouldn't mind seeing that match again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean like same? Yeah, um, let it roll. Give it some more time, but anyway, um, I yeah, and then it's like Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, and Santana. I guess are going to be taking on maybe Daniel Garcia in two It seems like now. Um, I'm cool with maybe, that. Or maybe just Eddie and some other partners. But Eddie and Ortiz and like, Santana just naturally feel like they fit together too. Yeah, I don't know why. They just it's like yeah. They what are they doing with along. Ortiz and Santana? They were getting like a really good push too. Um, they were just yeah. Maybe this is what they've been building it up towards because they were well, they were involved in the um the big feud with Dan Lambert, but that you know obviously ended and Dan Lambert's not been on TV since, and so they haven't really been able to. And Jericho's off doing so. The faction can't really do anything together, and Sammy's defending his title like every other week, so. You know, everyone's yeah. busy, so it's a little bit, a little bit on the roster. Yeah, so FTR cuts a backstage promo and challenges the Lucha Bros on AEW Rampage for the tag team titles. We'll talk about that match when it comes. The Young Bucks at with Adam Cole and Brandon Cutler versus Chaos with Orange. Little Bucky's versus Besties, bud. <laughs> there you go, Bucky's versus Besties. Um, solid match again. These guys, you're always probably going to expect something solid. A couple of the big notes here. Is uh, Adam Cole hits Wheeler with a Panama Sunrise towards the end of the match, and the best friend's music goes off, and we see Sue driving into the arena, and Trent is here with a shaved head. Yeah. <laughs> he takes out Brandon Cutler, and then he takes out each member of the Super Click, and the best friends all hug in the middle. The pace of was like up and down for this match. It was like up, down, up, down. I was like, okay, interesting. And it, yeah. it, I, it was building towards something, and it ended up being Trent's return, but I was like, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, I um, I think I would have liked to see uh, maybe someone other than I don't know Chuck Taylor and Rocky is not the greatest duo of this group, you know. Maybe if they were facing Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta, you know, could have been a little different. But 
Trent being back is important for the group. It's important. I like how they're just calling it chaos. Let's be honest. It's important for the feud. You need them to be able to do the thing. You want the true six man is what you want. You know what I mean? Between super click and um, best friends. You want that. I mean, Wheeler Yuta is great, but you want to have the true match. You know what I mean? Like, um, so Chuck Taylor, Rocky Romero, Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Yuta, and Trent, right? The Young Bucks, Adam Cole, Hey, and Chris Statlander. Bobby Hold on, Fish. There's a spot there for a fifth, huh? Hmm. Hmm. I can't think of who it would be. It's hmm. man, it'd be crazy yeah, if true. whoever it was showed up at like. I just hope he'd be undisputed, whoever it is. You know, at least it'd be an undisputed contestant. And then Brandon Cutler and Chris Statlander are kind of like you know the the managers, if you will. Yeah. A little bit of an huh. alien. Oh, could be a alien. oh, dude, Chris Statlander just. Throwing Brandon Cutler around? Give me that, please, at Brinkside. Um, it's not for Kyle O'Reilly to show up and even the odds. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. hey Red hey, Dragon. Easy. Hey, easy. Red Dragon. Yeah, this, um, was, this is one match. The big thing was a return. Good for Trent. He looks great. Yeah. I, um, I, I actually missed him in this group, weirdly enough. He's, he's, is, no, I find he, him he very felt funny. like something was missing, man. Especially when Rocky showed up. You know what I mean? Like... And Trent was already funny again on BTE. Like it's it's already feeling it's already feeling better that he's back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, oh, uh, Young Bucks won that, by the way. And oh, yeah. Ruby Soho oh, is backstage, and the Bunny and Penelope Ford tell Soho that they will have a match on Rampage. This was so fucking awkward. Soho says she doesn't need to wait. Begins fighting. Nala Rollins towards the attack again. She said some really cringy line. <laughs> And then Tay Conti and Anna J run in to stop the attack. You know, they're doing something, but the delivery was weird here. It set up uh, a we have nothing for you tag match. Yeah, the um, delivery was very weird, I think. That's that's kind of my only... Can I just say, it's right so here. sad that because there's no TBS title matches that there's just no women's matches on TV, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, Isn't that sad? They I did have a decent sad. one, but I do agree that it was kind of weird. But that's why I'm saying put Anaki versus the the, the queen on TV because, like, at least you'll be having a women's match on TV. I don't care if it's only five minutes. Yeah, people are going to be mad about that, but it's it's going to be better than not having them, even if you're not going to do anything with those two. Like, yeah. And then the next segment I actually really liked. We have Tony Schiavone interviewing Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship Open Challenge. Cody Rhodes music comes off. He's he looks a little cocky. He comes out. He's telling Sammy that he's challenging for the title at a AEW Holiday Bash, and Cody does this thing here. He fakes going into the heel tunnel. I am mm-hmm. all for this, Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Cody versus Sammy. Oh, to, to win at that match? Any um, thoughts? No, just any thoughts of the match in general. Oh, I, I mean, it's different from Battle of the Whatever. I think it's going to be a separate show. Yeah, I think it'll be later in December. Last year it aired December twenty. 20- Jesus. Well, we'll see. So yeah, so those shows will be really close together. So it could so be last year it loses three weeks after winter. Is so coming. your theory, if your theory about GoGo still stands, if you, I'll tell you why. Because it, it, he could defend against Cody. Defend against somebody like the week before, like of Battle of the Belts, uh, I should say. Yeah. Um, or maybe I don't know how the timing will work out there because Battle of the Belts is like early January. Well, but I'm, holiday I'm sure. Bash is quite literally the, the week after winter is coming. Wow. So we got some loaded AEW shows. And then like the next week after that is Battle of the Belts, right? 
Oh my! No, the week after that's New Year's Smash. And Holy then Battle of the Belts. <laughs> that's like four weeks of pay per views in a row, bro. I don't know. Wait, wait. We're not even at Battle of the Belts yet. You know what the week after that is? Dynamite TBS premiere. Yeah, but that's not going to be like it'll be special. No, but the only they're going to go. No, no. All you know, I, t- I can tell you right now what the main event of that show is going to be, and you're going to you're going to you're going to understand it's it. But you'd be like, oh yeah. no, well, we know it's what it gonna, is. It's going to be the TBS title match. It's going it to be that. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna be Jade. Cargo it's not gonna be as big of a show. Like the, that will be the, the entire point of that show will just be that match, and there will be a bunch of BS feud stuff that's leading into the next show. On that, it doesn't actually mean anything. So it's fine, but it, it just don't expect that to be as the same quality. That's where they're gonna be able to justify it because there's gonna be that one week break where they get to just do a this normal. This just be so excited, man! Like, oh, how many people are dying in the we- three weeks where there's gonna be just nonstop pay per view type level shows? Right, like we have the next four <laughs> weeks, like just like fucking ready. This gets me hyped, man. Let's go! Absolutely, let's um, go! All right, um, sorry, where were we? I was just trying to make sure that wasn't the same thing. But yeah, maybe Cody versus Gogo again. No, they're not touching that again. They're not touching that again. Um, <laughs> Sammy, I would be shitting your pants, bud. That's all I got to say. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are talking about how Rhodes gets a title shot. It isn't fair. Boo fucking who. Page tells Sammy that Dan Lambert got him a title shot and that Lambert is coming back. Does that set up Scorpio Sky getting a shot, maybe? I Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I, I Clearly, they're going to do Cody, so... Because they don't – well, it doesn't mean you can't have more matches. He's been doing the open challenge, which wasn't even a thing, but then just Jay Lethal invented it, so, you know. Yeah, shout out Jay Lethal. Fuck it. I mean, invented it. He, like, started it. Like, I don't think it had been mentioned by anyone besides Jay Lethal, and then Jay Lethal's like, yeah, the open challenge that he does every week. I really <laughs> love these Dynamite uh, special shows. It's kind of cool. That'd be cool, yeah. And something else they're doing next week is unveiling the Owen Hart Cup. So that'll be the bracket. That'll be neat. That should be interesting. Fill up some uh, stuff, and after this, we got a match I was actually very impressed with. And that and it it gave me a new perspective that we'll talk about at the end here. Okay, and that was Riho versus Jamie Hader. All right, I thought Riho looks great in this match. Yes, and Jamie Hader. I was very impressed with this match. I, I I really liked what she did here. I felt like these two had some great chemistry together. For what I, I don't, I wonder what the time was that they were given. It did not feel too long, and that's a good sign because I, I haven't like been watching Jamie Hader thinking, oh man, she's she's very, you know, she's this great wrestler. I mean, we know Riho mm-hmm. can go, but they've kind of booked Hader as almost like just a, a henchwoman for Doctor Britt Baker, which I mean, I'm sure is a, ha- a role she's fine with for now because she's still on the, the top of the card. But long story short, um. Riho ends up winning with her double knees here to get the win. And after the match, mm-hmm. Baker puts Riho in the lockjaw. I'm sure their match is coming up. But, uh, yeah, Garrett, real quick, what did you think of it? Um, I So, I, I mean, I liked the match. I thought it built itself well. I thought it, it constantly felt like, you know, it could have gone either way. And because, you know, Riho's got the title shot now, she could lose a match on the, on the way to it. You wouldn't think she would, but she could, you know. Yeah, could. Um, and I felt that it had good stakes. Um, damn notifications but anyway um but yeah no i mean i i don't know it, as far as main events go it was as good as most main events are for dynamite so i mean well we I had one more match after this oh there wasn't a match wait what did i miss danielson versus john silver oh why did i not write that down all right as uh well co-main event then fuck off <laughs> <laughs> the, the reho hitter with that code the code red is beautiful 
Oh yeah, that looked super clean. I yeah, like you said, they just had a weird chemistry that I wasn't expecting. Why right. write down the main event? Did I just forget to write it down somewhere? <laughs> it's all good. Um, but uh, what I was kind of pointing to is, I now think I have an idea what they're going to do with Britt Baker. And okay. I think what they end up doing is Britt Baker versus Jamie Hader. Nah, I think it's going to be a babyface Jamie Hader because I. If they're putting all this energy into the TBS title, right? Mm-hmm. What if the long story here? Because we've been—I mean, maybe this might just be optimistic, hoping that there's they have a long story in mind for Britt Baker, right? But now that I'm looking for it, you can kind of see Jamie really doesn't like her. So I mean, I could see a baby face Jamie Hater getting the crowd fucking super hyped facing Dr. Britt Baker at potentially revolution. This would give him another three months to book this feud. So that to me might be the long play here. And that's something I want to keep an eye on now. And I just want to, I figure if we get it out there on the show, now we know like, Hey, let's keep an eye on this. Yeah, absolutely. This could be the route because I, they saw the reaction to hater. Pete haters. Good. I I'm, I'm in. I'm in Absolutely. on Hater, especially if they're like putting Statlander, Rosa, and Jade, and Ruby all on the TBS that's title. The test. For me, that's the test. Put her against those people, all of them, and let's see where they we'll go. See. No, just see what she's able to do with them. Because if she's not able to have main event level matches like she did with Riho with everybody, then there's no point in putting her in that position. Like, I'm just going to be honest, you know, like because yeah. they struggle to book people in the women's division as it is. So it's like. It, why would you know they're, they're clearly not going to put in the effort unless they think you actually have the talent and even if you do they probably won't so you got to really stand out so put them against put her against those people if she does well she'll probably get a title shot if not then I yeah don't know. so uh, after this we get the uh eight aw revolution announcement that it'll be in orlando this march fuck maybe i'll try and go we get a promo package for serena d versus carl sheeta next week on winners coming totally down with running that back Let's get him out there. Tony Schiavone is out to interview the Varsity Blondes. I was like, huh, are we going to go far? What what the fuck are they doing now? I was like, again, Pillman's all over our screen. Good for him. I like Pillman. Lights go out. We see Malachi. He was on the vlog, I think, this week, too. Damn, good good for him. Uh, We see Malachi Black when they come back on, and Black spits the mist into the eyes of Julia Hart, and she screams in pain. Is he going to turn like Julia Hart into like his fucking princess of darkness or something? Yeah, or like we need the Alexa Bliss storyline with the uh, AEW version of Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Hey, man. Maybe run it with Malachi and see what he does. I'm very curious why he targeted Julia Hart. But if the feud ends up being Varsity Blondes versus Malachi, hey, gets him in, gets him going with something. Yeah, no, I mean, it'll different. be... Both guys do you think... Different. Okay, do you think it will be Griff and... Him versus, or do you think it'll just be Pillman versus Black? I could see maybe them running um, Holiday Bash, maybe a one up, one one against the other. Or you could, I mean, he was tagged up with Andrade for briefly, so I yeah. mean, there's that. Yeah. And Andrade keeps threatening to join the Pinnacle, but doesn't for some reason. Like you know, like <laughs> he just wants the money. Yeah. yeah true. Um, and our main event, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus John Silver, Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. And I really enjoyed this match. If I didn't, if Hook didn't debut, this was going to be my favorite. Um, 
this was the one I've been waiting for, and I felt like it delivered. I a couple things that I want to note is at the end here, Brian was just kind of having fun with him, and I, that's the way you got to book Brian, man. You have to make him just a straight fucking dick. Yes. And he's like, you know, I kicked everyone's head, and, and you know what? I'll do. He's like, he went to go walk over to start doing it, and Hangman hit, you know, comes out and he attacks him. And Hangman says he's going to beat the cowboy shit out of him next week. Kind of like that. He's going to stomp it out of him. Yeah. In a full stone cold. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, this is just these guys worked great together. We knew they would, though. Like, we just knew that these guys were going to be good together. Absolutely. Um, it, I, there were so many like just brutal kick spots, like because they both do those really hard, you know, strong style kicks, like when they're yeah. on the Indies, obviously. And I mean, not that Hongi was ever in you know WWE or anything, at least as far as I'm aware. But you know, um, you know, John Silver. I I remember thinking back when John Silver was having random TV matches, uh, in the <laughs> weird sort of like build up to um the show in uh, Brody's hometown, um, where they had to like bring in the dark order do a bunch of stuff and they're having him wrestle some singles matches um and i remember thinking yeah he kicks so well i would like to see him against somebody like you know danielson or black who's also does those kicks i still want to see danielson versus black by the way just for the kicks that you would see but um and i mean silver goes way back him and uh, reynolds have been a tag team since 2011 so mm -hmm. yeah and uh, beaver boys i mean it's it's Got to feel good for him, too. You know, 10 years later, he's 30 years old, so he's been in that tag team since he was 20. Yeah. To be, I'm just glad that they use him, but I just like I, I say this always with him and Reynolds, too. I just don't know what you do with him. <laughs> you know, like I... With such a there's... great tag division, that's where you feel like the trio... I mean, uh, trios... Yeah, trios. Like, if we put make them a with, 2022... Two. Okay, take those two, put them with Preston, and boom, there's your trio. Done. You know what I mean? Yep. Easy. Easy. But yeah, that'll do it for dynamite. Uh, in what, 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 go ahead. What were you thinking? Like, what what are you feeling like rating wise for for dynamite this week? In a thumbs up, thumbs down world, the CM Punk intro I loved, absolutely loved okay. it. We then go in the dynamite diamond battle royale, which I loved. The first hour, I was really into it. I felt like it it slowed a little bit with that tag match. And the really awkward promo. Mm-hmm. Really good main event. Yeah, Eddie I, Kingston trying to cut a promo to a camera without a microphone was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, there was a couple speed bumps on the show. But again, Dynamite was bookended very well. And Jamie Hayter, I think for me, is bringing this from in the middle. It's a thumbs up with how much I like that match. So, yeah. The shock, yeah. if you will. But, you know, Dante Martin versus MJF. This is what we've been wanting for Dante Martin. So yes. thumbs up. Thumbs up for me, actually. Gave him a legit feud. Well, a legit match anyway. You're not going to feud, but, you know, whatever. Um, give him a legit thing to potentially win, but maybe not, you know. Because if he wins that, my goodness. <sighs> That's you know? fucking huge. Maybe he wins because CM Punk fucks MJF over or something. I, I, dude, even if it's a little bit, like, not clean, clean, like, I mean, he just kind of betrayed a team anyway so it's not like he's all he's kind of tweening right tweening right now anyway he's tweening brother but anyway um tweener. but I, I would also give it a thumbs up i really enjoyed um i enjoyed dynamite this week um Same. all right
And then Rampage, Rampage. we are back at the UBS Arena, which, shout out that arena. I, I like them doing shows here. So much good wrestling on this show specifically this week. Um, yeah. And, yeah, to kick us off, we had our Tag Team Championship match, correct? And that was yep. the Lucha Bros versus FTR. Anything yeah. stick out to you from this one? Um, I mean, a lot stuck out to me from this one. Uh, I want to see Pentagon... Uh, challenge for the TBS or the TBS, the, yeah, the TBS title. I want to see Pentagon t- challenge for the TNT title at some point. Um, and Ray Phoenix, both of them actually give me because they're both singles wrestlers, they just are in a tag team right now. Yeah, yeah, I do hope when this tag team this title run ends, we see them kind of move on a little bit. I don't know if they need to separate them because they could still have some really fantastic matches, like more yeah, than once just- you've exhausted all those, yeah. Like then, then you're like, yeah. Now let's go for the solo stuff because there were so many matches. Like, just think about like, just off the top of my head, just all the big guys: Pentagon versus Hobbs, Pentagon versus Wardlow, Pentagon versus a Go-Go, Pentagon versus. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to see against against Hager, but everyone else. Pentagon is versus good. Phoenix, dude. I mean, fuck it, dude. That feud in and of itself is going to be like six months long, so you might as well hit it started now. You know what I mean, like. Because you're gonna be like, well, why? Why wouldn't we just have this match on every pay per view this year? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm down. But uh, no, I'm joking, obviously. But um, exactly. Um, but no, I mean, like, I would like to see um, their next opponents be somebody who we think could actually take the titles off of them, potentially. <laughs> um, Jurassic Express. That's kind of where I was going with this. I mean, the Jurassic Express yeah. picked up a very big win over two teams that were very good records. I think they pointed out during that match, 70% wins are higher. So that should get you a title shot, theoretically. That promo from Christian a couple weeks ago, like, if it's the last thing I ever do. I mean, holy shit. I guess Christian has to retire if they get a title shot, so. Um. (laughs) But I'm with you, man. Overall, good, fun match. We knew it would be. Um, It got a lot of time. Yeah, it got got all the time it needed. They look great. There was a minute where I thought this was going to go two time, and it was just going to be – a time limit draw because it was just going so long. Like they hit that fear factor and pin cash for the victory, so they retained. I'm sure they're moving on, and as we know, the FTR is clearly going to the Briscoes. So AAA, yes. or you know, we'll see what they do with the Pinnacle. But FT, I could see FTR cooling off TV for a couple weeks. That's not what they tend to do. They tend to just go wrestle elsewhere when when they're not needed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just fine. You know, do what you got to do. And um, but it was a good match. Directly after that, we jump right into the ring again. With for our, the women's, we don't have anything for you tag match. Yes, uh, Penelope Ford, the Bunny, Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero versus Ana J. Tay Conti and Ruby Soho. Hell of a team there, by the way. Yeah. You know, for what this match was, I thought it was fine. It, it was... There was a tag during the commercial break, Charlie. <laughs> of course there was, right? Oh, and something I forgot to point out way, way back in the middle. Um, at, at 38 minutes into uh, Dark, there was no graphic for one of the matches. Oh, send it in. Nothing better than that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> they literally um, just had, like, you know how they had the match graphic background? It was just the background. Someone fucked up. Um, and they do but, this yeah. thing with the women that uh, it gets a little weird sometimes. And they just, if when you look at this, it feels super obvious who's going to win, right? Well, yeah. However, the bunny gets handed a pair of brass knuckles. She hits Anna J with him. Nyla Rose then hits Anna J with the Beast Bomb and pins her for the victory. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, Garrett. 
This is why I call them you don't have anything for your tag matches, because the results sometimes go wacky, man. This is why the old six-man tag match on Raw was so weird, because it was like, it was just random people. We don't got nothing for you, so have a match. Oh, now people are in a major feud loss. For what it's worth, they always keep keep her on top there, so... But, you know, she is facing Soho this week or, you know, whenever this is. And I'm guessing Nyla Rose getting the victory here. It only furthers my my theory of Ruby Soho will beat her to go on to the fa- final and face Jade. Again, we'll we'll get more of that in the coming weeks here. That tournament's getting close to an end. Okay. Anything else stick out to you from that? Or are you kind of, yeah, same with me. Eh, commercial break tags always kill a match for me. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Tony Schiavone's backstage interview Darby Allen and Sting. Tony brings up that winter is coming is next week. Did he? I, as far as I could tell, Sting never got a word in. <laughs> <laughs> then before Sting can respond, he gets attacked by FTR and Tully Branchard. And I'm like, well, maybe FTR is not going away. FTR beat down Allen and Sting until he hits Sting with a low blow, and then we go into commercial. And then, it seems like they're setting up some kind of Tully-Sting thing. I don't know. I guess, yeah. I, Which, I mean, as long as Tully can still go as good as Sting can, it'd be fine. But I don't think he can, you know? Yep, uh, absolutely. I could be wrong, though. And then uh, we immediately jump into the Hook match, which we talked about. Hook Nation. Shout out, Hook. Hook defeating Fuego Del Job. Yeah, um, good for Hook, man. One to know. Then we get to our main event before the match begins. Mark Henry's backstage interviewing Adam Cole and Wheeler Yuta. Adam Cole takes some shot at Chaos and asks Rocky Romero if he has pink eye. That was pretty good. <laughs> Adam Cole with the Young Bucks and Bobby Fish versus Wheeler Yuta with Rocky Romero, Orange Cassidy, and Trent. No uh, Chuck Taylor. They're keeping the 4v4 out there. Brandon Cutler's out there also. Um, but Adam Cole versus Wheeler Yuta. Rampage main event. I'm very ex- I'm always down for that. I love Wheeler. I love him getting this spot. Obviously, I love Cole. Yeah. But um, anything from this one uh, stick out to you? Yeah. I, I, mean, um, I know you must be excited for the, the ending here. <laughs> Setting up. Uh, I, yeah. So I liked – so here's the thing. I What I really like about what they're doing with Adam Cole right now is that it's not – someone pointed this out. I was watching some podcast. I think it might have – anyway, and they were like, it's they're going the correct route with it. They're not just putting him against everybody. Yeah. Or, like, you know, everybody good that you want to see him against right right away, right? There's plenty of matches I could name. They're just booking him like a regular AEW star, which is probably what they just need to do. And um, this match, to me, was just that exactly that. Like, you have him in a few with Orange Cassidy right now. And so he's oh, going to beat up man. all Orange Cassidy's friends, you know? Yep. Um, I can't which, wait for that match. Which I wish they didn't have the Danielson thing going on right now. Thankfully, it is ending next week, so they can kind of just pretend like it's two separate things. We know it is. I mean, you know, like, that it's not the same thing and entirely. Well, champion. Oh, wait, what? Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, everything Adam Cole does now, I'm a really big fan of. And for some reason, it seems like the the boom drop is just looking cleaner and cleaner every time he hits it. I don't know why, but it, it just looks so good. Yeah. Anyway, we were saying about the finish. Yeah, man, just kind of teasing more and more about our our Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole feud. You know, Adam Cole hitting him with the Panama Sunrise, and then he kicks him in the nuts. Bobby Fish rolls Trent back in the ring. They hit Trent with the BCE trigger. You know, super click celebrate as we go off. And I don't 
find that a coincidence that the last thing we see this week is the super click celebrating. I just don't, man. I I still think Adam Cole will get a title shot sooner rather than later if Hangman retains. Um, just because I think that's really great for building up him versus Kenny eventually, especially if it's something he can't do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just like where they're going with Adam Cole right now. It's good. The Super Click is like Clicking. the coolest faction right now, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Um, yeah, and a thumbs up, thumbs down world. A hook debut will always get a thumbs up. Absolutely. Shout out that theme song. So before we close our show here, guys, we'll give us some winner is coming predictions. We'll run through the four matches and then maybe some little fun prediction who we think might show up if someone even does. And I'll give, we'll do a little betting odds thing. I, I kind of want to run through that might be a little funny. Ooh. Uh, okay. I'm just going to make some fucking random numbers up with people and you can say if you think they'll show up or not. So okay. we'll start from the bottom going up on winner is coming. We have Wardlow with Sean Spears versus Matt Seidel with Mike Seidel in a singles match. We have been we kind of figured they were going to book Wardlow. We weren't sure how. So Wardlow is facing Matt Seidel. Who do you have in this one, Garrett? Uh, Wardlow in a few minutes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So, so that brings me to the question: Do you think they're going to let him and Matt have an actual match, or is this um, going to be more along the lines of could, a- it could be because Matt Seidel is really great, but Matt Seidel is also capable of working a, a squash match. So I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Um, it just depends. Like, if that's what they're feeling, if they're feeling that Wardlow's ready, I love Wardlow, and I think everyone re- recognizes the Wardlow can go in the ring. It's just they don't usually have. That he doesn't usually. He have looked to, great you know? this week again with Powerhouse, like we were talking about. Yeah, like that made me want to see it. So maybe, maybe we'll see it. Maybe that'll set up the Hobbs match eventually. We'll see. Um, but I obviously think Wardlow's going to win, though. So you know, I'm with you, uh, Wardlow with Sean Spears to baking up the dub, and we have a no disqualification match with Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. Yeah, it's a weird one. So this one could actually go either way. Honestly, we've like, seen Serena win it. We've seen Hikaru win it. This is this is mm-hmm. match three. So this is going to be who gets the rub. I think it, because of Shida losing her shot at the title, we'll probably get the win. Okay. Um, but. Um, it really depends on, I mean, you know, they could want to book Serena Deeb as the next credible threat maybe, but like, she's also We're talking about our so. biggest heels, right? It's, it's Brit Jade and maybe Serena could take that spot at victory. Yeah, I think Serena could slot into Definitely. that third, like third slot for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you think in Hikaru? Yeah, I think Sheeta probably picks up the win in this one. I'm with you myself. I, I, I'm kind of hoping Serena. But I do, uh, I do think uh, well, it's like no DQ and Sheeta comes down with a kendo stick, doesn't she? Like, yeah. So this will be a so fun she match. Could use that. I think this. You know what I'd do? I'd let this open the show. That'd be fun, actually. I would enjoy. Let that. this open the show. MJF with Sean Spears and Wardlow versus Dante Martin in a singles match for the AEW Dynamite Diamond Ring. I love her boy, but Dante, man, but. Uh, I think he loses MJF's MJF. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's MJF's gimmick. He has to. Honestly, I don't even know if they should run the match like this anymore. Like, it's cool, but I think it's just keep it with MJF. I don't think anybody else needs to. Ever win I that. think Dante. He's a little fun. What other heel is going to be like going to need also gimmick fit with the ring? Like, I don't even know. Like, exactly. Like Dante. I mean, hey, I'm glad Dante's getting the spot. I wish this was against Leo Rush, but I get it. I get it. Yeah, get it. Yeah. I, you know, hey. Obviously, if Dante wins, we're going to be fucking screaming. Um, <laughs> and then our world Dynamite Dante championship Martin. match, Garrett. 
Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. <sighs> this feel this doesn't feel as easy as just saying Hangman's winning, man. This doesn't feel that easy. All right. Whereas you hear my conspiracy the theory, this is not my prediction, but do you want to hear my conspiracy theory about what's going to happen? Let's hear it. We haven't heard anything from Kenny Omega since he got surgery. Okay. What happens if Brian Danielson defeats Hangman Page in a really competitive, like, 30-minute match? And then Kenny Omega music hits. Or, I mean, Kenny Omega interferes with Danielson to cost him the match. To set up their match. Hey, uh, it's... (laughs) This is all because I'll tell you what I can't figure out why this match would end any other way than Hangman just pinning Danielson, but everyone seemed like I've seen people that seem to think that like now the savior of the company has come and they can finally put the title on somebody credible or something like that with him and Punk, but like we know, but Hangman at CM the same Punk, time is like I mean he's thirty. CM Punk wants shot at next, right? So, yeah. well, assuming he beats MJF, but um. Whenever that happens, but um, yeah, man, I just really don't know. It's it's tough because they're throwing all these variables and they're like the CM Punk getting who's next. So you'd think that'd be Danielson, right? Because that's he wants that. Well, he's had that match though, so maybe he wants to have somebody like Hangman. So it's like you don't know. There's so many variables, and knowing stuff from the outside does kind of hurt the perspective that you have on it. But I still think honestly that Hangman's probably retaining the title here. Um, if Hangman loses the title here, it would be a 32 champion, 32 day reign. That is following Chris Jericho 182, Moxley 277, and Kenny Omega 346. Just looking at the stats and how Tony's booked this, with how he knew that those were his first four champions, I'm I'm like, there's no way Adam would lose. But shit happens, man. Hangman is young. It feels to me like a heel Daniel Bryan winning this is a bold, bold move. Yeah. And I hate to be thinking like this, but it kind of sets up Hangman winning it back maybe, but... They don't do that though. It's like Hangman's only had it for 32 days if he loses it here. But they don't do rematches. He would have to wait, like, months. Like, it's not like it's going to happen right away. I mean, Revolution is in March, so... I mean, that's enough time, but it's like it's also like he has to be on TV that entire time. My and gut- sometimes when you lose a championship, you're immediately off TV for a while, you know, like... Yeah, my gut says... Like, look at Miro. Miro was champion for how long? And he's just gone. He's just in a white room now. They're, yeah, they're, I don't know what they're doing with him now. Is there even any Miro this week? No, I don't think so, actually. <sighs> Sad. So my gut says Hangman's retaining, but my pick is going to be Danielson. I think Danielson winning the world title is too much. It's it. You can't pass on it. I, I, I think, unfortunately for Hangman, his story is completed. Hey, you got to take Danielson here. I, I don't know. I, look, I'm cool either way. That's what, that's what a great feud and a great title match has. I don't give a fuck who wins. I'm excited for either outcome. I put an angry face emoji during the, next to the women's tag match <laughs> because of the commercial break thing. 
<laughs> nice. All right, Garrett, I'll go first of my um, my prediction for who I think is going to debut at Winners Coming. Okay. I think there's a there's like four fairly easy ones we could pick from. I'm going to take from one of those. Since I'm going first, fuck you. I'm taking Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> Start shooting. I'm at actually each other. not thinking O'Reilly at I'm all. I'm going to take I Kyle O'Reilly though. Process. I think. Uh, I just think it makes too much sense. It'll be cool. Good for him. He put over Vaughn fucking wanker. So good for Kyle. Um, what's your brain going to? My well, my brain instantly goes to a couple of people, and I think people are just for like the entire Ring of Honor talent roster just just basically got let go. So like, yep. Um, I I want to say somebody like completely wild and out there that nobody's gonna like. Oh, what? What do you mean? But like, the thing is, there's like you said three or four names that everyone would go to. And off the ones that you didn't say, obviously Gargano would be huge. Yep. Be awesome. Um, the other one would be uh, Wyndham. It would be insane. Yep. Um, and who were you thinking for the third? Because off the, the top of my head, I'm only thinking. Oh, the Briscoes. Yeah, that would obviously be a, big, a pretty big one too. Um, I still think Wyndham is probably like the least likely just because apparently he hasn't talked. I mean, I haven't heard anything about him ever talking to Tony. You know? Yeah. Uh, and Tony maintains that he hasn't. Of course, he would say that. But um, I think out of the three left, it's the most likely would be Gargano just because he signed a particular kind of deal to set him up to be able to do this, you know? And I think there's a lot of people that he wants to face that he can't face anywhere else right now. Um, okay. And I think I think I, 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 if it's not going to be O'Reilly, it'll be Gargano. If, and maybe they'll double up again, although I don't know if they would do that right right away. Yeah. But, you know, like... Um, Agreed. But, um. I don't know. Like I, I, I want it to be Wyndham, but my heart tells me that he's just not talking to Tony and maybe he's done, you know, if, yeah, we know he was filming some movie too. Like, so whatever that's working into. So I'll throw a couple names at you and I'll say like an over under. You know, how do you want to do this? An over under or a thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll do, um, we'll do a quick over under and then you can take the percentage. Okay. All right. I'll say Wyndham in if, if he, a 40% chance to debut. Uh, I'd say over. Okay. Johnny Gargano, let's say 70. I'd say under 70. Okay. Probably. Just because, like... Now, here's a couple that I think are very realistic possibilities that we didn't talk about. Okay. And then we'll talk about what we think of that. And number one is Brody King, Ring of Honor. He has the tag team with Malachi Black. We know the House of Black is coming. He's made shirts already. Brody King, I'm going to set it at... Over under thirty percent. It's really over. I mean, especially because Black yeah. is starting a few with the tag team right now. I think there's actually a pretty good chance this guy shows up, even if it's not the big debut. You know. Yeah, and because we because want- we're not on the show, so like maybe even they just show up backstage or something. You know, like it would have. It's my dude. You know, that's like- my guy. Yeah, and then I'm gonna throw one at you. Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb just get out of their match. Lights go dark. Ember Moon debuts to beat the Ooh, shit out of the winner. I like Set that. Set an Ember Moon at at a twenty five percent. I say over because that'd be kind of cool. And then I think we're all along the lines. All of these would be cool with like they'd all be thumbs up. So yeah, Ember Ember would actually be great if they double up. I'd like to see a guy. So under fucking used to do. Oh my god, yeah. so talented. So if if Ember Moon were to show up, I'm down. I'd love that. I'll throw another one at you because we saw him tonight. Strowman 
Any chance you think or no? Nah. Adam Sure. I'm passively interested in what Adam Sure is doing, but I don't think AEW has any interest, so they would have signed him. They got too many big dudes as it is, and he just doesn't. Called he him wrestles such a specific style, man. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 Strowman is. He need, I don't know what he's missing, man. I just don't know. I hope I want to see him go to New Japan Strong. That's 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 where I want him to go. He could benefit from wrestling some Japanese wrestling. I mean, look at what it's done for other big guys. Like Vader made his name in wrestling in fucking Japan, you know. And he can he can make it work, man. Another one I'll toss at you is Killer Cross. Oh, yeah, easy money. Yeah. Last one, maybe he shows up as soon as Brian wins the title. Or Brian loses and he's setting up something with Brian. And I think this is a dream match for a lot of people. That is a new, newly crowned ROH world champion, Jonathan Gresham. So, yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. It depends. We'll see. I mean, look, there's, I think we've just listed off a bunch of them. If there's a debut, I'd guess it's from that list. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. And Unless, well, imagine if they just swerve us completely and it's somebody we don't even expect, like, like to Neil Dashwood or something, you know, like. Something's. If Matt Cardona shows up with how hot he is right now, sh- I'm in. I'm in. If Matt Cardona shows up with how hot his wife is. I'm sorry, what? Hey, yo. Hey. Yo. <laughs> but yeah, guys, I kidding. think that'll just be kidding. it for us. We hope you all have a uh, hope you all have a great weekend. If you stuck around, which we know some of you do, we really appreciate that. Um, shout out again, all you guys on Podnots checking us out, Spotify. You know, wherever you're checking these things out, and hey, man, if you're if you're one of our large percentage of viewers from France, uh, bonjour. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not good with this. But yeah, we appreciate it. For some reason, we have like 30% of our viewers from France. So shout out you guys, AEW yeah. fans. We're all wrestling fans here, right? Absolutely. I mean, just because you're from France doesn't mean you can't like wrestling. Come on. Right? You know what? AEW fucking throw a show over there, bro. Let's get it going. Yeah. AEW Eiffel Eiffel Power. <laughs> <laughs> and if um, if you guys happen to check out our social medias and you you are curious on we're curious on your winners coming uh, results or predictions and if you'd like to hear uh, more from us you can always check us out there. Again, yeah, yeah, us on Garrett, Twitter. Yeah, Garrett's always streaming. You can pop in there. He's got a good stream. It's a fun stream. I I hung out with Garrett for almost an hour the other night. We had a great I had a great time in his stream. It's a lively stream, uh-huh. by the way. This is I, I need to almost good news. I, I your stream kicks ass, man. I had a good Does time it? in that stream. I really enjoyed myself. I was just kind of bullshitting around playing Assassin's Creed. That's kind of cool. Like, it, but um, you do you want to do something funny about that? Fun, Here, man. I'll tell this story for the pod. That entire six hours that I played that day, none of that saved on the game. Jesus, I had to play that like on Thursday night, when which was supposed to be my day <laughs> off to sleep. You know? Yeah. Um, because for, for those of you that don't know, I'm streaming Monday to Wednesday, and then on Thursday I sleep usually, and then Friday I stream, and then Saturday or Sunday I usually – or my, my other days off. But so I have that break day in the middle of the week because I used to stream five days a week, and I was just dead all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, and I still made it to the podcast somehow, but I was dead. Um, and I – so I rechanged my schedule to that, and uh, so I played that on Monday – so, but I had streams planned for Tuesday and Wednesday, so I didn't have to worry about it. But it was just like, man, if I hadn't played on different games last week, it would have been like, whoo, you know, like hey, talk about making it work. 
Um, but yeah, I was just hanging out with some friends all week. Actually, I I, I was like collab master this week. Um, hey, it made but, it work though. But yeah, guys, yeah. that'll be it for us. Hopefully, uh, winter is coming. Is everything we hope it can be. And uh, shout out Dante Martin. Yeah, when Dante Martin when Dante Martin loses and uh, it's Jade versus Nyla. Um, yeah, yikes. Let's hope and uh, Cody pins Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Sammy 2.0. <laughs> Time for AEW Dark 2.0. All right, and that's it for us, guys. You guys all take care. <laughs>